1: Welcome to Drinks with Binks. I'm Julie Stewart Binks, and we have a fancy new TV time slot on Wednesdays because why wait until Friday to drink and bink? And what better way to celebrate than by welcoming in Super Bowl champion and ESPN analyst Ryan Clark. He relates the Packers losing the NFC Championship to both the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air and Eminem in D12, and boy, do I love analogies. He also discusses how Twitter and Trey Wingo got him his job at ESPN and what his argument strategy is to to take down Tom Brady on TV. We're sipping on a bold cab. This is Drinks with Binks. Hey guys, welcome on into Drinks with Binks. I'm Julie Stewart Binks and welcome to our first show on our new day of Wednesday because we thought, why wait till the end of the week to start drinking and binking? Also, what day is it anymore? Anyway, I don't really know. But for those of you who are joining us for the first time, please don't go anywhere. This is such an amazing show because we get to sit down with some of the biggest and best names in sports, entertainment, and media over a beverage of their choice. And today's guest has literally been on TV like all All day long. He's on TV all the time, but he does not get to drink on TV until now. So I'm so pumped to be able to welcome in former Super Bowl champion with the Pittsburgh Steelers, current ESPN analyst Ryan Clark. Thank you so much for joining us here today. I want to tip my glass to you. I also have some uh, Cabernet Sauvignon for you. So thank you so much for being here on the show.
2: Thank you so much. So here's my question, Julie. Do you always drink? exactly what your guest drinks
1: yes i try i try to even get it down to the brand so if you told me like a, the a really nice say you're drinking some like 500 bottle of wine i would then try to expense that
2: through fubo so oh, that's just something to think about for the future you told me that i would have got that for you i've been like hey i bought some chateau de kim and then they would have to buy it for you as well you can expense it we can have a great dessert wine drink and You spend no money. It's a win-win.
1: I know. That's why I'm doing the show, right? It's great. It's great. Uh, So so you sound like a bit of a wine connoisseur.
2: You know what? I'm actually, I wouldn't necessarily say I'm a wine connoisseur. I just don't drink anything else. And sometimes you kind of uh, accumulate different wines. And actually this one, and this is going to be crazy. When we were kind of discussing the show pre-show, I was like, yeah, I'm going to drink Cabernet that somebody sent me. Here's the other thing, though. I don't know who sent it to me. And so, I. I
1: and you're I still gonna it. drink it.
2: I mean, yeah, I'm not important enough to poison. I mean, I'm not Maximus on Gladiator. Nobody's <laughs> trying to get me. And I figure, and think about think about your show. If I drink this, get poisoned, croak on the show, it'll be the highest one, highest rated one you've ever
1: had. That's that's exactly what we can use right now on this debut of Wednesday show right now. But what? Okay, what are we drinking right now? What is? So we got a cab. We have a cab and you only um, drink wine.
2: Yes. Why? Cause I was getting really fat cause I used to drink beer a lot. Right. And what I realized, so, so how it came, how I started drinking beer was I was, I would basically eat low carb or no carb when I played. So once training started until the end of the season, I was on a low carb diet, but my treat was, I'd always get a six pack and I'd get a whole cheese pizza after every game like that was how i treated myself win or lose right either if i won or lost i was a winner because i had a six pack and a pizza when i got home now what i would also do is wake up monday morning and train right Do a really tough workout trying to get back in the floor of the week work the soreness out so that also became kind of like my retirement ritual too you know you watch the game get a cheese pizza drink beer but wait, 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 wait! The Monday morning workout wasn't the same. Mm. So, so those suits I brought, I bought when I played football, would no longer button around my booty. So I gave up drinking totally for a little while, and so now I have a glass of wine, you know, occasionally
1: okay that makes sense i was gonna say switching just from beer to wine i feel like wouldn't be like the weight loss um yeah. suggestion i would give but i do en- endorse the glass of vinos also cheers to you uh ryan thank cheers. you so much for coming here on the show you're a champion on tv and on the gridiron so let's cheers yeah cheers that was just absolutely fantastic okay let's get to some football talk because I don't think you have talked about this today all right <laughs> NFC championship banana sandwich you tell me you're a Packers player in that fourth quarter and you see the field goal unit coming on the field what What do you think when you're down eight points
2: Julie uh, did you watch the Fresh Prince when it was on of course Okay, do you remember when Will starts to play for Bel Air Prep, right? Uncle Phil's proud of him. Everybody's excited. And you remember what the coach said? The coach said, whatever play we, r- we run, pass it to Will. So here it is. It's the last shot. We pass it to Will. And then Carlton steals it and throws it over the basketball goal, trying to win the game. That's what you feel like if you're the Green Bay Packers. You say, you know what? We had the Fresh Prince out there. He already had a great game. It's time for us to win the game, and you gave the ball to Carlton. Because that's who the defense was yesterday. (laughs) With Kevin King and with all those people out there, he was Carlton. I mean, it's almost as if, think about this, Julie. Do you you remember D12? I mean, I know you're a lot younger than me, but you got to be an Eminem fan. I'm an Eminem fan. I love Eminem. Well, you're going to love this one. Imagine D12 is in Detroit in a rap battle, right? Papa Doc all the people bunny rabbit had to battle right and it's the final battle. So D 12 gets to pick whoever they want to go battle and instead of picking Eminem they pick Bazaar. That's what happened. They didn't send out the goat. They took the goat off the field. They said hey Aaron Rodgers first ballot Hall of Famer this year's MVP. We're not going to give you a chance. We're going to send out Mason Crosby and wait 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 Kevin King. And that's the decision they made. And so if I'm on that team, I'm telling the coach, I'm feeling the same way Aaron Rodgers is. You didn't believe in us. You didn't give us a chance to win. And that's why we will all watch the Super Bowl with Julie and RC because we're losers.
1: Yeah, you're going to watch it with the losers. Me here, we're, you know, no one is doing anything. We, you got to feel though, like how can Matt LaFleur even put his head anywhere in Wisconsin today after that?
2: Well, they're definitely not going to give him free cheese. You can believe that. A whole offseason, he's going to pay for his cheese. He's not going to get free cheese. And and listening to him talk, he started to talk about hindsight. Um, Pat McAfee brought up something uh, very important, a very vital statement or a very vital quote from the past. Cam Newton once said, hindsight is 50-50. Maybe it is, maybe it isn't. I would think it's 20-20 and 100% because you know what the hell you want to do after. But Matt LaFleur started talking about hindsight. He started saying that when something doesn't work out, then you know it's wrong. Even if you're an analytics person, the difference in percentile from kicking the field goal Mm -hmm. or from going for it was 1%. And so if I'm going to take that 1%, I'm going to take that 1% with Aaron Rodgers, who's played flat out of his mind this year, and give him an opportunity eight yards from the goal line.
1: Yeah, it almost felt like as if he just made a really bad decision. It's like you use a lot of different metaphors, like you're out at the bar and you just, you know, you, you decided to have one drink too many and you're like, you know what I'm not usually like that and I I made a mistake guys but also mm-hmm. you made a really bad mistake that's probably one that you should know in your job interview for that so you feel bad <laughs> for those guys quickly before we go to break um, Aaron Rodgers you feel as though is staying in Green Bay
2: I do I, th- I think he stays I mean he's under contract till 2023 Um they know that he can still play the game and so why would you let him go also he doesn't we talk about this cachet that people have pushed around. You see Deshaun Watson right now with the, the leadership that Aaron Rodgers shown showing this year, how good of a teammate he's been, the way he fought through, you know, not, not injuries or anything, but the way he fought through getting his replacement drafted, not getting another weapon. I think he stays in Green Bay for one more year.
1: Okay, yeah, that, I could see that happening, but I would imagine that him and Matt LaFleur have a bit of a fight before that, just like get it all I, out there.
2: The thing is though, Julie, shouldn't they have fought for the call Right, think yes. about all the things we've heard about Aaron Rodgers couldn't get along with Mike McCarthy, right? He she changed plays at the line of scrimmage. That's when we needed surly Aaron Rodgers. We mm-hmm. needed bad teammate, bad <sighs> boyfriend, bad relationship Aaron Rodgers to wave off Matt LaFleur and say, "Look, Matt, I look older than you. I am older than you. I'm going to make the call I need to make." And he didn't do that, and that was the time.
1: Yes, yeah, so there is a little bit of onus on him to say, hey, you're making the wrong decision here. I'm taking the keys to the car because you are drunk, Matt LaFleur. Uh, speaking of that, we got a whole lot more to come on Drinks with Binks with Ryan Clark. Don't go anywhere. We'll see you after this break. Welcome back to Drinks with Banks. I'm Julie Stewart-Banks, so thrilled to be joined by Ryan Clark from ESPN, formerly a Super Bowl champion with the Pittsburgh Steelers. And Super Bowl coming up, we got Tom Brady and we got Patrick Mahomes. And as it pertains to Tom Brady, Ryan, when this show airs on Wednesday, it's it's New Day time slot, what will be the most exhausted Tom Brady storyline?
2: The GOAT. Easy. The GOAT. (laughs) Uh, The second will be Tom versus Bill, right? Everybody wanted to see which guy would be better, who was responsible for the six championships. And unfortunately for Bill Belichick, he didn't have a great roster and he lost his quarterback. And then Tom Brady goes to a team with an embarrassment of riches at the skill positions. And now he's in the Super Bowl and you know even today uh it's monday and all we talked about was the type of people we could compare him to you know babe ruth michael jordan he's now transcended football as an athlete and he's entering the world world of individual athletes you know serena williams nadal Federer, tiger woods and so when you go to 10 championships when you're almost as likely to make it to a championship in the years you play than not i think you get talked about in a different way and that's what tom brady is
1: and so for the next week and a half we'll have the goat discussion with tom brady how much research maybe would you do on other athletes you mentioned federer serena williams of other sports to be able to enhance your argument for or against him
2: well i'm, I'm super boring first off i don't do a lot so i pretty much just watch sports and sports documentaries and play on youtube and you know watch highlight films and so that's something that i love to do but you know how it is when you're speaking about tom brady right now it's almost like you don't want to talk about the negative right so when Mm -hmm. you start to you know speak about michael jordan or you speak about serena williams or we're talking about rafael nadal and some of these other players it's like you have to almost be negative about tom brady in order to bolster your argument as to why those people are the GOAT. So I think what you do, we say all good stuff about him right now. And then as soon as it's over, my inner Pittsburgh Steeler is going to come out. And when somebody on TV is telling me he's the greatest athlete of all time, I'm going to straight up crush him with facts. Right and straight up crush him with measurables and tell him, hey, this is what this person's done. Look at what Serena's done. Are we not going to talk about Michael Phelps? Are we not going to talk about Simone Biles? All these people that got to go out and do it by themselves, that if they threw three picks, they wouldn't have gold medals. Mm -mm. But you know what? That's for another time. Julie, I got ahead of myself. But right now, we'll just call it time to go.
1: I love that. You're already ready to go to just take <laughs> down, body bag Tom Brady needs it. I mean, the guy, everything good happens to the guy. Even the bad things turn into the good things. You played with the Steelers. Obviously, you just mentioned that they had a really odd year being so dominant and then just being extinguished. Dwayne Haskins now part of the team. Where do you see them going? How much confidence do you have in them being able to maybe – do something with what they have
2: you know i think i think they'll be good next year i don't necessarily think they'll be great but if you truly look at it they weren't great this year you know i took a lot of flag obviously twitter is the world of intelligent people so that's why i really get my news and judge myself based on what those people think uh but early on in the year you know i would do a power rankings and the steelers were never number one even though for a very long time they were the lone undefeated team and you know i got Oh, you're a traitor! Oh, you hate the Steelers because you didn't finish your career there! Oh, shut the hell up! Like, got nothing to do with nothing, right? What I knew was I saw some deficiencies. You know, you saw some areas where they were lacking, and I think those things showed down the the stretch of the end of the season. I don't know if Dwayne Haskins is the answer. I do know they need to get more physical up front. I do know they need to get a run game. I do know when you lose guys like Devin Bush and Bud Dupree, it's hard to compete. And so I think Mm -hmm. the Steelers will be back. They have a great coach a uh, great GM and Kevin Colbert. Um, but they still, you think about that division now with Cleveland and Baltimore, it's going to be a fight every week.
1: Yeah, it, it certainly is. That is a, a difficult division. Um, you are an analyst on ESPN now. And I was told to ask, uh, about your start at ESPN because friend of the show, Trey Wingo said that it was unique.
2: It was extremely unique. Um, I think I was going, I was finishing year 10, and I understood that, hey, I'm an undrafted free agent. At some point, I'm gonna get fired here. Like, they're not gonna let me play this forever. I am not Tom Brady. And uh, just on Twitter one day, and I was looking for an internship. And you know, it's one of those things, like, I'm smart enough to know that people would kind of think it was cool that a football player interned. So I was really trying to get like an office job internship. And uh, Trey DM'd me, and was like, yo, bro, like, you should just intern here. And you know how it is. People say stupid stuff all the time, right? To seem cool. And I didn't know yes. Trey at the time. And uh, that year, the Super Bowl was in New Orleans. They invited me down to do NFL Live. I drive down, and he's like, hey, bro, let me introduce you to Seth Markin, Markman, he runs the NFL uh, here at ESPN. Introduces me. I tell Seth, hey, man, I love the intern. He's like, what we'll do is we'll bring you in for a week. We'll treat you like a normal analyst. You'll get your emails. You'll, you'll get your, um, your schedule each day and you can see if you like it. Uh, I did it for a week. By the end of that weekend, I had agents hitting me up and one agent had the magic sentence. He goes, we think we could get you paid while you play. I said, bingo, that's it. And so it, <laughs> and so it turned out I was the first active player to have a TV contract. And you know, in Pittsburgh, that's not stuff you're supposed to do, right? Cause he wants you to be all football, mm-hmm. um, but for a guy that's not gonna be a hall of famer, for a guy uh, that wasn't necessarily a famous football player, uh, Trey gave me an opportunity to get my foot in the door and so I could do the job first. And, you know, now I still get an opportunity to do that job. So uh, it was just a tweet. Uh, it was a great dude that hit me up, and he was a man of his word.
1: Wow, that is amazing. All from Twitter. So you just you you tweeted at Trey, you just said, hey, are anybody, I'm looking for an office internship job.
2: I didn't tweet that. I just tweeted, period. I was like, hey, guy. And it was more like, oh, man. I need an internship, like that was it, you know. It was I love like, how you hey, thought guys. internship.
1: It's like a very like millennial thing to say. It's like, man, I need an unpaid internship right now to get into the workforce. Thank God Trey Wingo messaged you, and it wasn't like <laughs> someone from some other place.
2: <laughs> hey, so was it like construction? Because I'm yeah. gonna tell you, I'd be bad. You could
1: easily easily gone down that path.
2: <laughs> yeah, listen, um, I don't think my back is ready for that path. Uh, but this job, you know, it, it's one of those things, like I had to get into it in the sense of, um, understanding that, you know, you're competing every day. Uh, you know, like at first I was like, you know what, this is going to be so fun. And then I was like, nah, this is work, you know, mm-hmm. staying up till 3am and watching the games. So you don't sound all the way stupid. It was work. And then it started to be fun. Cause I was like, shoot, if I work, if I, I work this dude and no more than this dude, I'm gonna be better on TV. And so right. now it's gotten to the point where I enjoy it and you know, you could be yourself and come up with analogies that involve the fresh Prince or a bizarre stomach and you know, people like you know, Julie understands it.
1: I actually understand it from that side. I just need to figure out it from this three AM staying up and looking at game tape side i honestly appreciate how much work you put into what you do and i think as you mentioned when you get to that point of being able to know your craft so well obviously you know from playing it but then being able to illustrate it on tv it does become fun um i can't wait to get to that point in my career someday but we have a whole lot more we want to get to with ryan clark on the other side don't go anywhere
0: What's up, everybody? It's the Cooligans. Hello, I'm Christian. I'm Alexis. Okay, we are two stand-up comedians, and we host uh, the funniest soccer show you've ever seen. That's right. We love talking about soccer. We're wild. We're silly. We have no idea what we're doing, but it's a fun ride, and we're on Fubo every Tuesday and Thursday at 8 p.m. That's right. Fubo Sports Network.
1: Do it.
2: Hi, I'm Kevin Burkhart, and I had drinks with Binks.
1: hey guys welcome back to drinks with thanks i'm julie Stewart pinks we've got super bowl winning ryan clark with us here today drinking a little cab as we are about to play a game called the pass breakup so i'm gonna say a statement and if ryan agrees with it it he's gonna say that's a completion and he's gonna say why and if he doesn't agree with it he's gonna say i'm breaking up that pass or pass breakup and why okay let us in. Tampa Bay is the Super Bowl favorite because they are at home.
2: PBU, oh, give me that, incompletion. They're not the Super Bowl favorite because Patrick Mahomes plays for the other team. The other team is better because when they played in Tampa early on this year, Tyreek Hill had two bills in the first quarter. Patrick Mahomes threw for 460. So that is an incompletion by Julie Stewart Binks.
1: No, I did not throw that incompletion. That, that, was, was that was all Tom Brady. You're okay, maybe along five. the same lines, Kansas City Chiefs defense is more important than Tom Brady.
2: And the reason that they're more important is because Tom Brady is not just that offense. That's, that's, a, that's a completion for you, right? That now you're one for one. When you look at that team this week, think about this. Tom Brady threw three interceptions in the second half. Why do they win that game? Because of their defense. So think about Kansas City inversely. If they can get some of those interceptions, if they can make some of those turnovers, the dude they're giving the ball to, Patrick Mahomes, he doesn't make mistakes in the big games. He doesn't come up short in the big games. And if so, if that Kansas City defense could turn the football over, put pressure on Tom Brady and make plays, they win this game for sure.
1: Speaking of winning, I'd like to see Conor McGregor fight again.
2: That's a completion. Listen, I'm a I'm a huge Conor McGregor fan. I met him uh, before the stardom, and he was running around ESPN like kicking at mirrors and different things like that. Uh, I think he's I think he's one of the 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 most fun MMA fighters we've gotten to watch in the stand up. Uh, but you know he's not that same Conor that he was in the beginning. He's the dude that now comes and gives money to charity and says good things about Dustin Poirier and his family, and then hugs after a loss. Like that wasn't the dude that we knew. And I remember uh, Ryan Terrio, he played for the San Francisco Giants. He's a friend of mine. We were also partners in my facility here. He talked about the year that Barry Bonds tried to be nice to the media. He did interviews. He was sweet. He said nice things because he wanted them to like him. And he also sucked at baseball for a little bit. Sometimes you just gotta be you. Sometimes you just yeah. have to be the villain. And maybe Connor needs to get back to being the villain to get that fight in that fire again But it's hard when you get 100 mil to fight Floyd, and you make 20 to lose in a a round and a half against Dustin Poirier.
1: Yeah, if you are a villain, you got to embrace that. That's part of who your character is and who you are. Okay, speaking of who you are, New Orleans accent is easy to imitate.
2: That's a PBU, for sure. Uh, And and it's funny you say that. I just watched the show on Netflix, Cutthroat City and it's about New Orleans, it's about the, the Ninth Ward. And you know, you had people trying to do it, but it's hard, you know, to just be like little baby. Like I was rolling over here and I saw a little boy in them. He was down on, uh, he was down in the Calio, but we rolled over to Bourbon Street. And when we went over there, I saw a boy in them too. Like that's hard to do, right? And if you it don't is. live there, and if you haven't lived there, and if you don't know people who are from there, it's very difficult. So that's a PBU. That's an incompletion. You're one for two. You're not gonna be a Hall of Famer right now at quarterback.
1: Are you saying that to me? Because I will I will show you that I don't know how to speak New Orleans, but I can do a little bit of Kojo. You know, get them boys out there. Won't raise the canes after this. Oh, we 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 fought hard, we
2: we ran the ball, we won the game. You almost made me spit on my wife's computer. Like you- (laughs) Well, I'm
1: glad you didn't. But it's just a little talent that I don't know where it came from, but I'm happy that I have it. I'm sure Kojo is as well. This has been Pass Breakup with Ryan Clark, and according to him, I think we, we ended even, as I was apparently the quarterback throwing lots of interceptions, except for at the end with that Hail Mary, Coach O. Uh, we have more on the other side of Drinks with Thanks Don't go anywhere. Hey guys, we've had an awesome time drinking and binking here with Ryan Clark sipping on a little cab. And Ryan, where can we find you next?
2: Listen, uh, obviously on ESPN Get Up First Take Sports Center NFL Live. Real R Clark25 on Twitter, Real R Clark on IG. Also, and Binks knows this: DB underscore precision underscore one on Instagram, DB underscore precision on Twitter. I have a training facility. I have a DB training program. Also have DB Precision, official YouTube channel, do some kind of cool stuff, train some folks, tell some jokes, maybe post a little bit about why I love football so much.
1: You are literally the busiest person I know ever and you made some time to come on the show and have some wine. That is a true champion. That is a Super Bowl champion in my heart. Thank you so much Ryan for being with us here. And guys, if you want to see any of our other episodes, we have like 10,000 million episodes of Drinks with Thanks on Fubo Sports uh YouTube page, so check that out and until next time, bottoms up bitches.